Hello, I'm James Pikeway. I am Okay. And this is Know Your Audience. Like, I, I, I've got a dilemma here. And the dilemma is we have spoken a lot about artificial intelligence. We've spoken about sentiment. We've spoken about how this all works for larger companies. And, you know, we've talked about oils and butters and cars and the list goes on and on. There, there are enormous number of people who are listening to this going, okay, but you know what? I, I've got two shops that are selling some electronic goods. One of them's in the Abaya Mall. The other one's in El Mazaya. And how does this help me at all if you wind that back and look at i guess what we're talking about here which is really ai enabled consumer intelligence or consumer research or consumer whatever um or and and then you know we talk about that as an audience rather than an actual consumer but if if you look at the enablement and what that word this means and we've talked a lot about in other episodes encourage people to go back about what the ai what ai means and and how it is but what it what it enables is consumer research to happen in ways that could never have been done before, um, and I'm talking here about panels and research and what people think, or surveys or smaller smaller businesses getting so, so in a sense trying to fill out a getting very thing. niche. It, it starts to get very drilled down into very narrow areas. Is that what you're? Yeah, what I'm saying is it brings scale to to niches, okay. which is like counterintuitive as a as a phrase. But let's just pause for a second. When we say scaling. Our research. What are we talking about? Well, if you're using your example of a, a two-shop electronic retailer, you're everybody's. Um, let's imagine that electronic retailer sells phones. Yeah. Everybody's a customer. It would be impossible at any point in the past, or indeed right now, to use traditional research methods about how people, what they're into, what what features they like the most about their phones, what apps they use. Well, maybe what apps they use is available separately, but how they use their phones, what brands they love um, in terms of perception, not necessarily their wallets. Mm. There's usually a difference, right? Like sometimes people just have different affordability points. All that sort of stuff. So is a product mix right? All that sort of thing. You would only get that data either from a manufacturer where that data will invariably be biased or perhaps a wholesaler telling you maybe right. off the cuff, you know, like, yeah. hey, these ones are selling great, but they might, you know, you don't know that until you put them into your shelf, right. right? And there's no other real way of getting, so traditional research methods just wouldn't be worth it. You know, mm. you'd, you'd be paying a lot. Yeah. Money. Like you'd be paying a lot. <laughs> no one's going to pay that as money. As a percentage of yeah. your revenue. Right. No one's paying that money. Research. No. Well, why would you? It doesn't make yeah. any sense. You know, yeah. your customer... You, you know your customer, basically. And then right. you try and get some feedback through either talking to them or making... And talking to other retailers. And as yeah, you said, going yeah. back that full circle to the people who are distributing and yeah. talking to everyone. Or if you're a, a two, let's say, two restaurant or three restaurant, it might be putting a, a customer survey with the bill. You know, those types of things yeah. where you try and force some <laughs> yeah. feedback. Uh, what this enables you to do is for a much smaller like uh, investment is to understand trends and things at a much bigger scale. So if you mm. want to scale your business in the sense of maybe you want to go from two to four shops and to do that, you really need to drive sales. It's not just about, you know, there's a lot of other things in yeah, retail, yeah. like location, et cetera. You know, I'm not just talking about that, but perhaps you, you can hit a niche with your marketing that, you know, can, can unlock more sales, more customers, more footfall, all that type of thing. It's, if you can understand those consumers and what they are thinking, what they want, what they feel, you can perhaps tailor your message on your, even down to flyers and things like that a bit better, or you can 
get your product mix right. You could get your retail experience a bit more right to, to sort of encourage sales a lot more. You could train your people, even mm. as simple as that, you know, like if you've got people in the different shops. You can't really do that unless you've got great information. Right. And there would be no way possible that a two-person store would be able to, for instance, get a survey of 7 million people. Yeah. At all. <laughs> yeah, it's just not going to happen. <laughs> but what AI does is enables that, enables us to analyze, say, 7 million people. I mean, I'm using extreme examples sure. here, obviously. But you might be, it enables us to examine what 7 million people's attitudes towards mobile phones are. Yeah. And those patternistic things I talked about, like what's trending, what's not, what's important, like what are people using their phone, like, you know, what length of you know videos are they shooting, therefore what size... You know, storage is important to them. Like, what music apps are they using? You can get that elsewhere, I guess, from App Annie or one of those. But, like, you can, through this kind of data, you can can at least analyze within a click or a couple of clicks, let's say, in a little bit of time, that kind of level of information for an outlay that isn't anywhere near what a consumer survey would be. You know, there's off-the-shelf ready-made stuff that you could survey, and we've talked in other episodes about language and all of that but if you're at that scale that's not important so for mm. i don't know 40 50 bucks a month or something you can you can buy a platform that'll at least give you this basic level of information yeah, yeah. do you know what i mean and, and that's all being enabled by ai and what it enables is it means that in niches you can expand your pool of your sample size to find out you know and or define your niche a lot better and your white space for your communications and all that sort of thing and what people in other countries are doing um you know, and then as you grow, you can get more sophisticated and you can start to look at uh, language, for example. Um, we talked earlier in another episode about language and you can look at, for instance, um, in Arabic, for example, the dialects usually infers nationality. Uh, okay, usually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not, it's not, that's not a general, right. that's a very much a generalist-ism, sorry. It's a, I don't want to be overly generalist about that statement, but it is true to a certain extent like we get the percentage likelihood but you could be pretty certain that if somebody is speaking egyptian dialect in kuwait that they're likely to be probably egyptian um and the same could be true for any other um culture then you can start to see well what does that group of people is what are they really interested in right what's the barriers towards something or like I'm, i'm making the best levantine cuisine yeah in the middle east or sorry in in kuwait (laughs) you know but i don't have any customers how can i get them more well actually the people who i thought were my customer who are from let's say lebanon or jordan or 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 palestine or somewhere they're not actually they want to eat other foods right okay could could actually be the kuwaitis or the westerners that i'm going to attract because this is the authentic taste of lebanon or whatever yeah that's just common sense, but you can yeah. pick, you get what I mean. You yeah. can pick that stuff up um, at, at scale with data um, for for not a huge outlay, and it allows you to within a niche to sort of then unlock the possibilities. And I think at that scale, not a lot of people know about this kind of technology. Um, I mean, I'm just thinking of an example here myself. Yeah. I'm thinking, let's use Dubai, yeah, and let's use the Metro Line, yes. and let's use I've got a couple of shops set up, and I'm trying to figure out why people aren't buying my tea. And, yeah. uh, you know, it might be a specific, you know, yeah. I've got some fancy tea that I'm putting yeah. together and I thought, you know, everyone's going to, you know, it's like, oh, this is coming from whatever place and everyone loves it and everyone's going to buy it and it's not selling. Yeah. 
And so then by using these tools in this niche, I might be able to discover, well, hold on a second. Maybe it's not, they don't like the tea. Maybe it's the, the packaging. Maybe it's who's coming through and there's yeah. something with the name that I've used that. And, and using something that, yeah, the title of the show, Know Your Audience, but something yeah. we've talked a lot about in the series of audience intelligence, you can begin to build a profile of who that person yeah. ideal. So you could Who's come my at ideal it, customer. You could come at that and then where are they? Yeah. You know, not physically, but perhaps even just digitally, where are they and how do I get to them? Yeah. Uh, reach them, sorry. Get to them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it sounded a bit like, yeah. where, where are you? <laughs> yeah. Where can I find them and where can I be where they are? And it might be like what you said, it's about, you know, perhaps doing a smart piece of, you know, if I'm going to spend a very small amount on marketing, maybe the most effective way is to get my, that tea into those people's hands. And you yeah. know what? They're at a certain market or they're at a certain... They're all getting off at the same stops. Yeah. And they're, so that's, I've got to... I've got to they're, have, in, they're in particular office buildings, yeah. you know, like, and you can use this information to really unlock those kind of insights. And then that scales all the way up. Right. So we're talking, you know, we've been talking a lot in the series about big things, like fast-moving consumer goods, right. uh, banks, all that sort of stuff. But it's just as applicable at a very small scale, to even to a home business selling yeah. online, that some of this stuff can really unlock. But you've got to know, you've got to know what you want and how to use it. Do you know what I mean? Or otherwise you're going to be disappointed. And that's a big barrier, and I'm not going to lie, is that it is not an accessible thing unless you sit down and learn how to use this stuff and how to infer data. So... Like we've talked about a lot, data isn't an insight. Insights are not data. You can't conflate the two. And yeah, if you can sit down and understand that, which doesn't take a lot, you know, there's loads of stuff online about what an insight is. And if you start there, if you're a business owner or maybe you've got a small marketing role in 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 one of these, I guess a, a, um, a smaller business, you can learn this stuff very easily. There's loads of courses online that are next to free, if not free, about how and what an insight is and how to take get insight from data and once you unlock that with a basic foundational level of marketing knowledge i think you can really start to connect very powerful things together and it just gives you an ability to scale something that just would never have been possible yeah. before I, I like the idea that i can scale something that might not have been possible before but i can also be as you said running something out of my home yeah yeah, yeah, and yeah. suddenly I've got access yeah, yeah. to these tools yeah. that the other home business people might not be accessing. Exactly. Because they haven't thought about it. Yeah. And it's not. I think it's out of reach. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and it's not necessarily going to like a very large software provider who does this stuff because it, it will be out of your reach. But there are a number of tools that are kind of halfway tools, which if yeah. you search, for instance, like on Google for social listening tools and um, try and filter out the ones that fit your budget then it's about managing your expectations to the budget of what the capability is. Something that offers a trial is a great way. But then before you embark on any of that, just learn what insight means right. and, and how you can get that from data so that you're not just looking at data and go, oh, wow, this is a trend. Which actually, you know, it's just, it's a natural. So sometimes people look at social data and see something growing, but like that that's an expected behavior because platforms generally grow. Um, right. Some some stagnate and flatten and things like that. But if if conversation of I don't know um, what 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 can we think of like uh, shoes? Sure, that's not a home business, is it? <laughs> no, you know you know home business is going to be making uh, bags. Bags, yeah. So okay, that's a great one. And so bags or apparel, that conversation 
you might you might use one of these platforms and see it's growing. Go, oh wow, it's growing, and then this audience. It's about you have to then step back and go, okay, is the total conversation gro- growing anyway, and is the proportion right. staying actually the same? You can be misled by data, so you've got to. That's where you because data doesn't give you answers; it just gives you things to information points it, to make decisions to make decisions, yeah. and, and then and then if you understand what the insight actually is, is that. Wow, as a total total proportion, it's actually shrinking a little bit because people yeah. are getting tired of you know, and then you start to analyze what people are saying, and they're getting tired of fast fashion or something, <laughs> and you're offering something a little bit more bespoke or something yeah. a bit more interesting or something with a bit more genuine heritage or whatever that might you know whatever that USP is, you're able to go, oh wow, so actually people on this platform, like for instance, I don't know, Twitter or Instagram, are saying are getting tired of you know fast fashion, for example, right. like a, a big no name retailer that's just selling yeah like bags for 10 dirhams or dollars or whatever but you've got a really unique offering maybe it's double the price but the unique offering is really ticking it's all made from trend. yeah it's all it's all made from recycled products and yeah. i'm reusing stuff and they're yeah. a little yeah. more expensive and you, and you might think your message is what you've just said but actually what people are more interested in is perhaps the unique nature of it Right. Do you get what I mean? So instead of it being, oh, my re- message is it's made from recycled products and sustainable and it's friendly, future friendly, maybe people don't actually care about it. What they're caring about is standing out from everybody else. Yeah, okay, I get So you. your core message is look different to everyone else and then your sub-message is and you're doing <laughs> and. good to the planet. So you're making someone feel good about their choice, but their choice is being driven, or sorry, their attention is being grabbed or yeah. stolen or whatever you want to call yeah. it by the fact that, I could be really different in this one of a kind thing, but it's only going to cost me 20 bucks because everyone is different, you know, like one of those types right. of things. So, you know, or, or, or leather goods is another one, which you see a lot oh, of the time is they understand that each piece of natural, natural things always, mm. like nothing looks the same, yeah. right? Like wood or leather and they Bes- age bespoke, differently. Bespoke artwork. Yeah. You know, yeah. Earrings and, you know, you've yeah. got a lot of metallurgists who are doing great stuff. Yeah. And what you might be finding is instead of it being like it's bespoke, in that case, it might be actually the quality, it could be a quality, th- you know what I mean? Right. And yeah. You can't unlock that because you think as a business person that your USP is the recycling earth friendly right. nature of your bag or the, the bespoke metal design. Sorry. You know where, but you know where you see this happen all the time and the failure of this happen all the time is when you've got this mom and pop home idea. that's kind of a hobby that we're, we're now going to try and make into, you know, a side hustle. Yeah, yeah. And then you go to a market and it, you know, there's all sorts of, you know, maker markets out there yeah. and you set up your stall and you've got everything done in exactly the way you've said. You've, you've pitched it this way and no one buys anything. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, and you think, and why? Why aren't they buying anything? Well, you can access some data. Yeah, because people people fundamentally are ir- irrational, and if you're trying to put rationality into any person's behavior, it doesn't it doesn't work like that. You know, yeah. like people are always. It gets back to marketing kind of one hundred and one in a lot of ways. Like nobody's ever in the market for any product ever. Right. <laughs> like it's just what it is, it's, yeah. right? So I think with energy drinks is a great example. I think what is it like on average, in the entire population, even though the like the the penetration of energy drinks might be like say eighty percent. So eighty percent of people buy an energy drink, yeah. but they might only buy that frequency once a year. 
that's the average. And then heavy users account for obviously the most of the sales. But on average, somebody just buys one of the, and everyone's so surprised about that. But then think about your own behavior, about how often you might buy dishwashing soap or, yeah. you know, any brunga. <laughs> I'm thinking, or, I'm, no, I'm, I'm just still caught on the energy drinks because I never buy them. No. No, never, ever. No, you know, neither it, do I. Yeah, it's, it's, and, and you'll find a lot of people, but 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 you yeah. see, that's where kind of like marketing comes into it, right? Because when you understand that, then you need to understand that you need to be in as many places as possible, right, to capture that. So it's about you know, and then you get into the foundations of this concept of physical and mental availability. Small business can't do that. You just yeah, can't. You don't have yeah. the infrastructure. Nobody, all the money. I'm, or I'm too busy making the product. Yeah. I don't have time to be doing this. Yeah. But the data is available and accessible. Yeah. And, and, when, and, and if you're not applying, if you're applying rational thought to a human behavior, what is generally irrational, which marketers at big companies get because they understand. Right. This, and they've right? got a lot of people doing and that. sort of data points. Yeah. They're selling like, you know, the, yeah. a lot of this stuff. to. They've had a lot of failures to get to the point where they are. Exactly. And uh, if you you might just think, well, that didn't work. And then that's it, right? Yeah. But maybe that's not what it is. Maybe it's about beginning this process and saying, well, you know, trying a few different platforms and maybe you spend, I don't know, $100, $200, but like it, the time that will save you in just, because you've invested time, like you don't get time back, you know, you money you can get back, but time you can never get back. So don't give up. Just it might be the way things something's being sold. It's smart business. You, yeah. You're doing it in a smart way, and yes, it's it still it, might not work like, exactly. Like, but at least like, you have an you have some insight to to guide you in that. Which never available before, yeah. and it's just crazy. Not crazy. It's just we need to educate people that this technology is out there. It's a, a, the technology is available at micro scales for low cost through to the huge software companies of the yeah. world bring build this stuff bespoke for. Right. You know, like the SAPs and things of the world build this stuff bespoke for giant corporations and hundreds and millions of whatever. But at a small scale, you don't need to, you know, think oh, it's, too, it's too much. It's not. It's yeah. not. It's just like you, if, if you're inherently a maker or something like that, then you're building something that you think people, some people will like. Yeah. They probably will like it. You just got to find them. You got to find them. There you go. Hey, this is, this is really interesting. Yeah. So small, big, doesn't matter. Do it. Do it. <laughs> get, know get, your audience. Know your audience. <laughs> I'm James Fightoy. I'm Paul Kelly. And this is Know, know Your, your audience. audience.